You are listening to TGTM News number 99, recorded for Thursday, June the 6th, 2013. You are listening to the tech-only Hacker Public Radio edition. To get the full podcast, including political commentary and other controversial topics, please visit www.talkgeektome.us. Here are the vital statistics for this program. Your feedback matters to me. Please send your comments to dg at deepgeek.us. The webpage for this program is at www.talkgeektome.us. You can subscribe to me on Identica as the username DeepGeek, or you could follow me on Twitter. My username there is DGTGTM, as in DeepGeek Talk Geek to Me. This is Dan Washko, and now the Tech Roundup. From democracynow.org, computer hacker Jeremy Hammond pleads guilty in Stratford case. The computer hacker Jeremy Hammond has pleaded guilty to one count of conspiracy for hacking into the computers of the private intelligence firm Stratford, facing the prospect of decades behind bars on a number of computer fraud charges. Hammond admitted to being a member of a group anonymous and to stealing files from Stratford as well as other government and corporate sites. Some 5 million Stratford emails ended up on the whistleblowing website WikiLeaks, shedding light on how the private intelligence firm monitors activists and spies for corporate clients. In a statement, Hammond said he accepted the plea deal in part to avoid an overzealous prosecution that could have resulted in at least 30 years in prison. He has already served 15 months, including weeks in solitary confinement. Of the hacking of Stratford, Hammond said, I did this because I believe people have a right to know what governments and corporations are doing behind closed doors. From TorrentFreak.com, Pirate Bay founder denies hacking charges in court by Andy. Appearing in court for a second week, Gottfried Svartholm says he had no part in hacking Swedish IT company Logica. The Pirate Bay founder denies being the person behind chat logs presented as evidence by the prosecution and maintains that other individuals who he doesn't want to name had access to his computers, either physically or via remote access. Prosecutor Heinrich Olin described the Swede's statement as not credible. Early April, Prosecutor Henry Olin of the International Public Prosecution Office in Stockholm announced that Gottfried Swartholm had been charged with several hacking-related offenses, including serious fraud, attempted aggravated fraud, and aiding attempted aggravated fraud. The charges relate to the hacking of Logica, a Swedish IT company working with local tax authorities. Much of the prosecution's evidence was obtained from a computer seized from Gottfried when he was detained last year in Cambodia. Last week, the Pirate Bay founder and a 36-year-old from Dalna went on trial in the Stockholm District Court, and after a fairly quiet first few days, more information is now coming out of the courtroom. Godfrey denies the charges and presented with evidence found on his computer. He said that someone else must have gained access while he was in Cambodia. He denied fleeing there to avoid his Pirate Bay-related jail sentence and said the move was simply because he was no longer a big fan of Sweden. Both of the computers were lab computers for software development, Godfrey said, adding that they were accessible by others both physically at his home and remotely via the Internet. I had a fairly large apartment and a lot of people have been there, so it's possible... But personally, I think it happened by remote control, he said. Dressed in a blue shirt, the 28-year-old said he had no interest in mainframe computers such as Logica, describing them as big and boring stuff in boring places. Prosecutor Henry Olin presented chat logs in which he claimed that Gottfried, an as-yet-unnamed 36-year-old, communicated, but that assertion was rejected. 
It is not me who wrote that, Godfrey told the court, having previously noted that his co-defendant is just as casual acquaintance. The Pirate Bay founder agreed that he had occasionally used an online alias mentioned by the prosecution, but said that the same name had also been used by up to half a dozen other people. He is not credible, Prosecutor Hank. Henrik Olin told Swedish media during a break in proceedings. If you look at the person Godfrey Swarthom is, why would he have allowed others to use his computer to that extent? The case continues. From TornFreak.com by Ernesto. FBI must return Kim.com's illegally seized property. The New Zealand High Court has ordered the police to inspect all digital information illegally seized last year from Kim.com's mansion and return everything not directly related to the ongoing prosecution. The judge further ruled that the FBI must ship back clone drives that were sent to them and destroy all copies the U.S. government has archived. Last year, the search warrants used by police to raid the New Zealand home of mega-upload founder Kim.com were ruled to be overbroad and illegal. In addition, clone copies of .com's hard drives sent to the FBI were deemed to have been unlawfully obtained. After the ruling, .com's legal team asked the court to order the return of .com's personal belongings, and in ruling today, Judge Helen Winkleman did just that. New Zealand police are now required to go through all illegally seized evidence to determine what is relevant to the ongoing prosecution and to return the rest. In a ruling, Judge Winkleman rejected the argument that the police made only a minor mistake, resulting from a technical error in the FBI-requested seizure. Quote, the deficiencies in the warrants and, as a consequence, the searches, were more than merely technical, end quote, she said. Quote, the defects in the warrants were such that the warrants were null nullities, end quote. Quote, the warrants could not authorize the permanent seizure of hard drives and digital materials against the possibility that they might contain relevant material, with no obligation to check them for relevance, end quote, Winkleman added. In addition, the judge notes that the warrants did not permit the police to ship the 150 terabytes of data to the FBI. Quote, they could not authorize the shipping offshore of those hard drives with no check to see if they contain relevant material, nor could they authorize keeping the plaintiffs out of their own information, including information irrelevant to the offenses, end quote. The clone drives holding personal information must therefore be returned, and any copies in the FBI's position must be destroyed. Today's high court's decision is yet another blow to the prosecution, while the dot-com team can chalk up another win. From EFF.org, EFF launches full-court press to bust podcasting patent. Campaign will use crowd power and new law to invalidate patent trolls' claims. The patent trolls have gone far enough. Starting today, the Electronic Frontier Foundation is mounting a new focused campaign to bust the dangerous patent that a Texas company has been using to shake down podcasters. EFF intends to challenge the original grant that the patent before the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office by proving that the company, Personal Audio, did not really invent anything new. Claiming it owns the patent that broadly covers podcasting technology, Personal Audio is the classic example of a patent troll that neither makes nor sells anything, but uses its patent as a weapon to threaten lawsuits and extort settlement fees. The particular troll has bullied prominent podcasters and podcasts including How Stuff Works and Adam Carolla, in addition to smaller podcasters working out of their own homes. Quote, Patent trolls have been wrecking havoc on innovative companies for some time now, end quote, says EFF staff attorney Julia Samuels, who also holds the Mark Cuban chair to eliminate stupid patents. Quote, but this particular breed of troll targeting end users, small businesses, startups, and even individuals like podcasters for simply using everyday products is a disturbing new threat, end quote. 
EFF is partnering with the Cyber Law Clinic at Harvard's Beckham Center for Internet and Society to use a new legal tool against this patent called the Interparts Review, which was introduced by the American Invents Act. The first step is to identify prior art or published examples of similar or identical ideas that existed before October 2, 1996. EFF is putting out a call today to the podcasting community to spread the word and help us collect the prior art we need to fight this dangerous patent. EFF is also looking for financial support to take on this challenge, which, even with pro bono help, likely costs nearly $30,000. Quote, a podcaster working out of a garage is unlikely to have the financial resources to fight a lawsuit, end quote, said EFF staff attorney Daniel Nazer. Quote, patent trolls like Personal Audio know this and use the threat of ruinous litigation costs as a weapon. Defeating this patent at the PTO would put an end to Personal Audio's campaign, end quote. Because of the deep and systemic problems in the American patent system, EFF is spearheading the Defend Innovation Project to advocate for reform. EFF is asking the public to sign on to our petition as a defendinnovation.org and to comment on seven recommended proposals we think would make the broken system work better or for software. In the meantime, EFF is doing its best to rid the world of one of more bad patents in the hands of patent troll and help out podcasters who find themselves starting down, staring down the gun, barrel of a gun. For more on Save the Podcasting Campaign, check out EFF.org, Deep Links, 2013-05, Help Saving Podcasts. Actually, go to the article in the show notes, and it will give you the link to the Save Podcasting Campaign. And for more technical details, to search for prior art, there's a link in there also. And to donate to the fund of this campaign... There's a link there, too. From democracynow.org, NSA hacking unit targets computers worldwide. New details have emerged about a secretive unit inside the National Security Agency called Tailored Access Operations that hacks into foreign computers to conduct cyber espionage. According to a Bloomberg Businessweek article titled How the U.S. Government Hacks the World, the Pentagon hackers harvest nearly 2.1 million gigabytes every hour. That is the equivalent of hundreds of millions of pages of text. For years, the NSA did not acknowledge the unit's existence, but a Pentagon official confirmed the unit conducts what it calls computer network exploitation. The U.S. cyber spies have also developed methods to obscure their attacks or disguise themselves as something else, such as hackers from China. Other headlines? Berlin Company specializes in autistic IT experts. For those headlines, head on over to the website. And see the show notes. Staffed and produced by the TGTM news team. Editorial selection by Deep Geek. Views of the story authors reflect their own opinions and not necessarily those of TGTM news. News from TechDirt.com, TheStand.org, and Maggie McNeil, WordPress.com, used under arranged permission. News from Care.com is a press release. News from TorrentFreak.com, Saxis.org, .ca, FPIF.org, and EFF.org used under permission of the Creative Commons by Attribution License. News from DemocracyNow.org used under permission of the Creative Commons by Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. News sources retain their respective copyrights. Thank you for listening to this episode of Talk Geek to Me. Here are the vital statistics for this program. Your feedback matters to me. Please send your comments to dg at deepgeek.us. The webpage for this program is at www.talkgeektome.us. You can subscribe to me on Identica as the username DeepGeek, or you could follow me on 
Twitter. My username there is DGTGTM, as in Deep Geek Talk Geek to Me. This episode of Talk Geek to Me is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Share Like 3.0 Unpoured License. This license allows commercial reuse of the work, as well as allowing you to modify the work, so long as you share alike the same rights you have received under this license. Thank you for listening to this episode of Talk Geek to Me. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binref.com. All Binref projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 3.0 license.